0: <laughs> and the instagram is just pictures of twinks
1: yeah but with There's, like p-
0: cooper's head on like right 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 yeah yeah, or like just david lynch's face photoshopped onto twink bodies <laughs> hello and welcome to cinema very gay the podcast where we talk about the full spectrum of LGBTQIA movies the good the bad the offensive the old Asian granddads doing tai chi in the park. I'm your host, Kevin, here as always with my co-host, Jake, and this week we are talking about the films of Alice Wu.
1: cinema very gay the podcast where we talk about gay stuff and i did the intro yeah whatever uh i want to do my own intro oh i can do my own intro with blackjack and hookers yeah actually just forget the blackjack and hookers um yeah this week we're talking about the films of alice Wu. she's only done she's only directed two films Mm -hmm. she's done some wild yeah she's done some writing on other films but she directed one in 2004 and then another one in 2020 2020 yeah, yeah. And so we're talking about those two movies <laughs> that's right and it was really interesting
0: she's a really interesting person if you read about like her career before she got into making movies mm-hmm. that she got her bs in comp sci and her ms in computer science from stanford She actually got into MIT when she was 16.
1: Oh, God. Yeah.
0: And then she got her um, master's, and then she started working for Microsoft in Seattle. And that's when she started writing her novel. It's like in the early 90s. So yeah, she did that. And then Saving Face uh, came out, premiered at TIFF, Toronto International Film Festival. Mm -hmm. For those of us in the know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Would you like your tickets for that? Yeah, TIFF, if you're listening, we would like to go. Thank you. Yeah, and then it, it her first movie got really well received, and then yeah, she
1: just sort of took care of her mom or something. Yeah, and yeah, that's what I read. Uh, I have a summary here for oh, you. Oh yes, uh, I didn't make it out that pretty quickly, but I was drafting it in my head Definitely. the past couple of days. And
0: so the listeners know there are no notes or stage directions to use any accent, so everyone is safe. Yes. Okay. All right. Alice Wu directed her first film, Saving Face, in 2004. In it, Josie Packard has escaped the end table knob and woken up in a parallel universe (laughs) as Ma, a widow kicked out her home in Flushing. Oh, kicked out of her home. I told Ed, sorry. I'm just reading it as is. Kicked out her home in Flushing after her father (laughs) discovers she is pregnant. Ma moves in with her daughter, Will, played by Michelle Krusek.
1: Uh, Kruzik is Kruzik. I, I, based on an interview that I watched.
0: Ma moves in with her daughter, Will, played by Michelle Kruzik, whose lesbianism she does not approve of. Beats living with Catherine, though. Will is a busybody who has internalized the complex esoterica surrounding the Chinese concept of saving face. And when she falls for an accomplished ballerina named Vivian, played by Lin Chen, her internalized homophobia threatens to ruin this new romance and keep her from ever having a truly meaningful relationship with Ma. Cut to, everyone gets a happy ending. Or do they? Ooh. What year is it? It's 2020. Alice Wu directs her second film, The Half of It. Josie has become trapped in a photograph in a guitar case. I see. She is forced <laughs> to watch idly as Ellie, played by Leah Lewis, her daughter in this universe, or is it a dream, grieves her. Ellie is a smart outcast in a rural high school. She has a side gig doing her classmates' homework. One day, Paul, Daniel Deemer, a himbo jock, offers Ellie $50 to write a love letter to his crush, Aster, Alexis Lemire. Things go well until Ellie immediately develops a crush on Aster, at the same time developing an adorable friendship with Paul. Things end on a much more melancholy note than in Saving Face. Ellie goes off to college during an unseasonably warm January. That's a good point. <laughs> but Josie is still trapped in the photograph. I'll see you in 25 years. Meanwhile, ooh, 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 yeah. So you think so, there's
1: a there's a there's a multiverse? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. I think this these are both sequels to Twin Peaks. Gotcha. Yeah. So,
0: so, <laughs> so Alice, the Alice Wu cinematic universe is twin
1: uh, Peaks. is like a dream that Josie Packard is having, gotcha. or she's like going. I don't. I'm well just trying to make this into a Twin Twin Peaks recap. A Twin recap. Yeah. <laughs> twink peaks podcast you know what would be really interesting I, wait, yeah if people want us to if people want us to do another podcast called twink peaks where we review Twink peaks <laughs> comment on social media and the instagram is just pictures of twinks yeah but with There's, like
0: cooper's head on like right 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 yeah. yeah or like just david lynch's face photoshopped onto twink bodies yeah. we can cut all this in post anyway so yeah saving so let's start with saving face that um alice's first movie Um,
1: I love this. Uh, yeah, I, so I have, I had never heard of this movie and I was just kind of dicking around on Criterion, Mm -hmm. looking for something and I saw it and I was like, this sounds good. And I love Joan Chen and I, it was so good. And I love Joan Chen and I've never (laughs) seen, but I've like never seen her. This is like a comedic role, sort of like I'm she's fake, sh- vaguely comedic she's so good in this
0: yeah she is she is really good all all three of the lead female performances are fantastic mm-hmm. yeah this was this was pretty different for um for her too like not just comedy wise but i think she you know, i got the sense that she was like playing a, a real person more nonsense that's, that's a stupid thing to say what am i trying to say she
1: was a more dynamic character like her character is in the things i've seen like less caution or the last emperor or twin peaks or stuff like that she is it's more like a straight dramatic role
0: yeah and it's like very heightened yeah
1: and this is very yeah it was very naturalistic Mm -hmm. it was funny but it was also like kind of sad and yeah Mm -hmm. i loved her in this Mm -hmm. agreed would you call
0: wait so in your summary yeah you you have ma as the the lead do you think she's the lead or do you think it's will
1: no i just did that to sort oh. of bend it to my twin peaks narrative okay because I, I wasn't prepared for that discussion yeah but, no i think will's the main character But yeah will's the main character <laughs> okay good.
0: will amina um yeah so this movie just to like clarify the plot so will amina played by um michelle cruzik played by michelle cruzik um is a doctor mm-hmm in New York, it's also a very New York specific movie, which is kind of fun. Yeah, but she's a doctor, and she's sort of constantly torn between like her filial duties and responsibilities and her professional, like re- like what's required of her professionally, but then also like like you mentioned in the summary, like her internal struggles of being lesbian, and like the same time her mom is wanting her to marry and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of pressure from like her little new york asian american community to like find the husband and settle but um yeah and then she until she meets vivian
1: yeah she's very good at compartmentalizing until she meets vivian who kind of (laughs) forces her to confront the two sides of herself because she goes to flushing on the weekends and Mm -hmm. pretends to sort of be interested in like maybe finding a husband. And she goes to these meetings where it's just a bunch of um, like Chinese people and they don't, they're all speaking Mandarin Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a very sort of like unassimilated enclave. And then she spends the rest of her time in Manhattan and has a job as a doctor and is like, pretty much out right like it's it's never like a hundred percent clear but it, it seems like her co-workers like know that she's with vivian it's not like a, it, there's never a scene where she like comes yeah. out for co-workers and and her friend jay is gay right
0: she don't, is he i didn't no. i didn't I didn't, get, I didn't get that i couldn't tell I and mean, well it doesn't matter but yeah yeah you're right i think in her social circle her work circle she is out social circle it, she doesn't really socialize much except for when yeah. she's in flushing
1: yeah so she the, it, and i kind of like this movie has like a weird literalism to it at a couple points that i thought was kind of funny actually where the movie begins with her wearing a face mask that's like the first mm-hmm. shot of the movie and so it's like both signaling to the audience that she's kind of hiding behind a mask but also that she is like sort of invested in this concept of saving face mm-hmm. even though which is like this complex set of norms in chinese culture about how the like respectability of one family member redounds on the respectability of all the other family members mm-hmm. basically i mean it, it's a lot more complex than that but uh yeah like i like that because sort of. Is a good the- like I, I like it because it's a good thesis for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. I there's also that scene where Vivian, who's a ballerina, is teaching um Will how to fall without hurting yeah. yourself. But like it's also the scene where they first like fall for one another, uh-huh. and so That's it's like true. Vivian's literally teaching her how to like fall, <laughs> like fall in love. I like I thought that it was, was funny. Yeah. yeah,
0: their their date their dates are cute. Yeah.
1: yeah, and they have really good chemistry. They have really good chemistry.
0: Uh, yeah, I. Yes, I agree. I thought their uh, chemistry was really great and I love the journey that Will goes on over the course of this movie. I thought it was really like well done in a way that I saw some critic reviews were very um, not very harsh, but they sort of looked down on it that it was a little too like, leaned too much on tropes and like um stereotypes of Asian American community to mm-hmm. further this plot and that the like journey that she was going on wasn't anything different than like the comparison that uh, someone was making was like that this is just like Joy Luck Club. I think like, that actually I, I see the comparison in that it's Asian women, which I think is why they probably made that comparison. It's like fighting against or like not fighting against, but struggling against like tradition and the norms that would not be um like accepting of your identity and she wants to be more progressive in a lot of ways
1: and like break free from that but still yeah wants to quote save face we talked about this with bound a little bit about just because you can make a comparison between two movies doesn't mean you can dismiss it's that, true, because it, cause it's like people are like, oh, it's like Blood Simple. I recognize some similarities. That means it's a knockoff of Blood Simple, so I don't like this movie. and It's like mm. that's just bad film mm. criticism. Yeah, well, they did it. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I think it subverts a lot just by putting this like lesbian spin on it that we don't think ever see. Really, haven't ever seen. Like, this was only the this was the first studio released movie about like two lesbian women. Like with lesbian romance at the core of its plot. Bound must have been a studio release, right? No, oh, an indie of movie. Asian, oh okay, Asian yeah. women, lesbian, lesbian romance. But it was like only the second studio release movie with an primarily Asian cast or like entirely Asian cast since Joy Luck Club, which that was like the early nineties. Yeah, it was like ninety four. Okay, so it had been a long time.
1: Yeah, I yeah I, I liked I the movie, I guess. I can sort of see the the idea that it traffics in like certain tropes but I don't think that's like a bad thing necessarily. And if anything, I liked the I some of the funniest parts were like the dynamics of the community in Flushing where they like that's like they're like, I so they're like I, it didn't feel super mean-spirited. It felt kind of just kind of like poking fun at them in a loving way. Like mm-hmm. you know, they're they're gossipy and they're nosy and they're like all up in each other's business, but they also like care about each other like you see that with the the dad character like he comes around eventually mm-hmm. and it's hard for him but like he has a this arc in the movie where he does start out a little kind of like parochial and judgy but he yeah. eventually is sort of forced to confront that and i like the grandmother character too because she's like she was a good counterpoint to all that because she <laughs> She was like, I I feel like it was framed in the set where she was like, she went through the cultural revolution and now she's like, it's not a big deal. Like, I've been through a lot of stuff. Like, this is not a big deal. Uh-huh.
0: That's true. And I think it could have really easily just fallen into, like, sticking to a really melancholy, sad ending. Like, oh, no, it's it's mm-hmm. going to be sad. Everything's going to be hard forever. But I, I think Alice was, uh, sorry, Alice Wu was trying to, like give some hope in the end. And like, there are, it, it is a, a little soapy that mm-hmm. things tie up really nicely in the end, but I it's kind it. of, it's kind of sweet. it's like, yeah, we can, you can have these two women like dancing with each other and kissing each other. And mm-hmm. in this community and flushing and not everyone is going to hate that. Like you'll just be part of that community.
1: Yeah. And uh, just doing some research on this movie, after watching it, like it meant a lot to a lot of people. Like, mm-hmm. it, especially I watched some interviews with, um, the actresses in this movie and Alice Wu. And they said that they always get feedback about how like important the movie was to them. And it was great seeing their experiences up on screen. And, yeah. you know, th- everyone keeps asking for a sequel to the movie and they want, or they want to know.
0: I would love that.
1: I don't really, I, I don't need a sequel. <laughs> I do <but> now. <laughs> yeah. But apparently, uh, Alice Wu gets asked that on the reg. <laughs> I think that's great.
0: Yeah, I I think what also this movie did really well was that it didn't just have Ma, so Will's mother, as some just negative force who's gonna be unaccepting and just like a really straightforward like character that needed to do a one eighty. It could have been really straightforward. Also a little little racist. She did have some racist moments. She gets over that. (laughs) She she did. She was more she was accepting of Jay in the end.
1: And that was an odd that was an odd moment. But I, thought, I, th- I mean I thought that was an interesting like dimension to her character that she was mm-hmm. a little racist, mm-hmm. it, especially it fed into the whole idea that she because she's just been li- living in like flushing with um, they uh, have not like internalized to the uh, multicultural aspect of New York City. Sure. And so getting outside of flushing, you see that initially she has like these prejudices and it's a little racist, but eventually she like, you know, she meets Jay who's a black guy mm-hmm. and she finds out that like, you know, he's a nice guy and they both like soap operas. <laughs> and so they strike up a friendship and then she kind of like, you know, gets over it. Cause she meets someone. <laughs> yeah. True.
0: Yeah. And, and Ma is also like in this, con- going back to like this concept of saving face and will, is, like, threatening the face Mm -hmm. of her family by being lesbian. At the same time, but that's, like, all internal for her. Like, that's her struggle. Ma is pregnant out of wedlock, and so that's the community, like, sees that, and her parents see that, and she can't live with them, so she goes to live with Will. And it seems like Ma's struggle of wanting to save face while also like in her own ways like sort of subverting all of these like notions that she's trying to uphold it's really interesting like she goes to the movie store and like rents the porn yeah and the porn was like films that specifically were like denigrating asian women Mm -hmm. and then she's like just sitting there watching that at home i thought i don't know i just i thought that was really interesting and that she's also struggling with like her own parents
1: yeah but she can't it's you see that str- the the struggle but it's only in moments where she's alone like which mm-hmm. the, yeah, the, 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 the problem that she needs to get over is that like she can't open up to will about what's going on with her mm-hmm. and, and in like an honest way and will has the same problem they're like they they both yeah. can't be honest with one another because you know ma she doesn't make that connection between her having been kicked out of flushing and will being like on the outside because she's a lesbian Mm -hmm. and so she's still super even though she you know sort of like glass houses like she's pregnant out of wedlock and everyone Mm in flushing is like judging her for that but she still (laughs) like polices will and doesn't like empathize with her being in a different or complicated situation yeah which i thought one of the most interesting things in this movie was that so it's not clear until probably more than halfway through the movie that ma is aware that will is a lesbian Mm -hmm. but then you find out well well, first there's a dinner scene where vivian comes over and she's like introduced as a friend but there's like some really good subtle acting moments where you realize that like ma knows right away what's going on and yeah. it's without them saying anything but then in the following scene or maybe it's two scenes later will tells jay that ma a couple of years ago prior to the movie or when the movie starts she walked in on will with another girl and so she's known this whole time she's mm-hmm. just pretending that she doesn't know in order to like force this narrative of her having a daughter who's going to get married to a man. Yeah. It's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. But I thought that was really interesting. It added like an interesting dimension to the movie. Yep. And and I think that makes the
0: ending or close to the ending, like really poignant where Ma is trying to save face so much to the point that she is going to marry a man that she doesn't love just to like, Mm -hmm. Have a husband and satisfy her father, really. Yeah. And Will comes in and interrupts that yeah. wedding and like convinces Monta not, not to not go through with it. And it's really nice that Will sort of saves her in that way. But Will could only have done that if she had like gone on her own journey first.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. And it, yeah, and Vivian sort of the catalyst for that. But Vivian too, also well. A, it's also really interesting because it seems like Vivian's dad, you find out that he basically knows that she's a lesbian Mm -hmm. and is just kind of like ignoring it also. Uh Um, It's not as like clearly signaled to the viewer, but I think that's the case. But Vivian's whole thing is that she wants to do modern dance and not ballet, Mm -hmm. but her her dad wants her to do ballet. So that's like her journey for having to learn not to like um, submit to these pressures from family members and like follow her bliss yeah this 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 movie had like a very it, we're going to talk about the half of it it had a, a lot of a more whole screenplay mm-hmm. yeah and it, all the all the threads like everything paid off and it was very thoughtful throughout the movie they both I, I just thought of this actually they both end sort of with scenes where someone interrupts a ceremony and then very the true. audience is like <gasps> <gasps> there's like a lot of gasps <laughs> that's true yeah um let's end on that note i thought you What did you want to talk about the the producer credits and oh my gosh
0: that's right um so it was it was at the toronto film festival it was acquired by sony and then its producers were um will smith and john lasseter
1: okay apparently the movie was running out of money i i, I read something about this the movie was Saving Face was running out of money and they didn't have enough money for several exterior shots of the of New York City. And so they used a helicopter from Hitch, which was a Will Smith movie that was being directed or being made at the same time in order to get the shots. And I think they got it for free. But I wonder if in exchange for the use of the helicopter, they got producer credits.
0: That's so interesting. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me we don't need to get into the will smith of it all but well but like john Lasseter and
1: will smith were like huge names that's great that yes. they're willing to slap their names on the movie that and probably gave it more like visibility if it if anything
0: i mean visibility it was already really like really well received at toronto and sony was already <laughs> oh, <yeah>. gonna produce <laughs> it and
1: distribute it so yeah. but like like
0: to get it finished yeah yeah
1: for sure those those exterior but also, shots. this wasn't like this wasn't a blockbuster. Like it it, it was no, a, it, it's no a very no. niche movie. It's nice That's that true. like other people were willing to like put their names behind it.
0: Then like for for some exterior shots of like New York City.
1: I don't it, it seems to me if I mean, maybe like, I'm wrong about this, but it seems like mutually beneficial. It's like it, even if they are being sure. kind of like egoist by saying I want a producer credit for this, if I were Alice Wood, I'd be like, Okay, Will Smith wants to say he like is supporting my movie, great. Yeah. Should we be- Take a break now and then come back. Yeah, we can do that. Great. All right. Okay. so, like, 16 years pass, Alice Wu has not directed or done really anything in the film industry, Mm -hmm. and then she makes this Netflix movie called The Half of It, which... I liked. Yes, the, I S- saving face is. I was. I again. I loved Joan Chen. I loved every second she was on on screen in that movie. I thought all the characters really interesting. It had really interesting ideas that it developed well, and it had themes that it thought through and paid off. And the half of it was a bit more of a. It was a bit more of a mess.
0: I don't think it was a mess necessarily. Okay, I mean, I still thought I still thought this was a good movie. Yeah, I thought I, it was good too. I think it. So the half of it is more of a teen movie. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a flip on the Cyrano
1: de Bergerac story. Yeah. So Ellie, Cyrano, but make it lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> so Ellie is the Cyrano, and she's writing love letters on behalf of paul who is in love with aster but also ellie's in love with aster um but so it does that
0: but then i was gonna say it doesn't give you a tragic ending it doesn't give you the like a horribly tragic ending like cyrano but it does like leave you a little bit melancholy Mm -hmm. but i think it's because it's not the story's not really about like the romance it's not a teen romance movie it's about it's just about
1: ellie and like what she's going through and it gets her like and paul i i really i i if anything one of my criticisms of this movie is that it i it felt to me for most of the movie like it was about ellie and paul and their friendship because like and i really i found this like these this like lesbian and this straight jock character forced to like Hang out with one another and become friends. I found it yeah. very charming, and I thought that um, Ellie and Paul, those two, the two actors who played them, had like great chemistry, yep. and I really enjoyed that. And then the movie, sort of in the last third, is kind of like, actually, this movie's Ellie's movie, and also we're gonna like bring in Aster as a character all of a sudden, even though she's not super developed, and she's not gonna ever get super developed. And so the, the last third felt a little off kilter for me because I, 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 I liked its focus for the first two thirds. Um, although it, it, even the first two thirds had some like weird sort of this screenplay was like cut in weird ways moments too, or like, uh, her teacher like she's her teacher is like sort of a character but she's in like four 30 second scenes and I was like I feel like this was a bigger character in an earlier draft or something and then like they just kept her in because like they really didn't need to keep no, her you, you, could you literally could have cut, cut out all cut of her it. scenes and it wouldn't have changed the movie yeah
0: that's fair I I do see what you're saying and I I think I I think I mostly agree I think when I First saw this and sat down and was like, "It yeah. had been so." Well, you said you forgot that you, you put this I know, on. The this ex- is true. I I put it on and I watched it again and it goes, "Oh yeah, I've." Oh. Before I pushed play, I like searched it, pulled it up on Netflix. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's what this movie was," which is me because I did really like it. Yeah, yeah. but it's sort of you like, watch a lot of movies. It's sort of like a generic title too, and this was like
1: that's it true. came out at, during well that's that's another thing like two years ago. It's it, there's so many ideas in this movie, and that the idea of the half of it is a reference to this thing from Plato um, that uh, I think it's from the Symposium. I think so, but like it's it's brought up in the intro to the movie, mm-hmm. but it's never like really super threaded throughout the rest of the movie, and so it it, it felt like the movie did that a lot, it like introduced things. And I was like, "Oh, um, that'll be cool when it pays off later," and then it like didn't super pay off
0: later. I think where it didn't pay off for me was that when it was marketed first as like Netflix's lesbian Cyrano, or like le- like Netflix's mm-hmm. queer Cyrano is coming out. It's like, okay, so she, I, I, I expected it to be like about Ellie and Aster, Aster as like that. That's the romance, and then I think. The problem for this movie was it came out, um, not the same year, um, as to all the boys I've loved before, which is also like a teen movie on Netflix starring an Asian girl. It's about letters being written. And there is also like, and I can't remember this. I'm racking my brain for this. There was another Cyrano
1: spin. Was it released at the Duff? No. Is the Duff a Cyrano It Could have been. I, 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 I'm trying to remember. I remember Lucky Mae Whitman in that movie, but I can't remember. You know,
0: this <laughs> this one starred um, Barb from Stranger Things. Remember Justice for Barb? Yes, but and, I do not know so movie So she is. was in a Netflix movie that was also a Cyrano take. Okay. It wasn't queer. It was just like a gender swap okay. Cyrano. But that movie was awful. Okay. And, and it, so I came it, into this one being like, okay, this is just another in a slew of like netflix teen romance movies it's going to be based on cyrano it didn't work before so when when i came in i was like expecting really really bland like dull wrote and then we get complexity of like her and paul and like mm-hmm. that's really interesting and paul actually does change a little bit over the course of the movie and he's a himbo jock but he's also like really sweet he's a sweetheart, and he's a sweetheart. And like, is there romance between them? Not really, but like, love doesn't have to be romantic love. And I think Ellie finds that. And like, everything with Ellie and her dad that was was really special. And like,
1: yeah. So her dad is her dad is a Chinese immigrant who does not speak English very well. And who, a widower. And a widower, yeah, because Josie Packard, <laughs> um, dead wife. And, trapped in the picture uh-huh. and he had a he has a phd in engineering from china but it, like it's not really worth anything in the u.s mm-hmm. and so he is a station manager at a at the um, train depot Yep, and in their small town and he he i mean it was interesting too because like the for most of the movie and i, I almost feel like the movie would have benefited by making this a little clearer earlier because i was like is he actually doing anything at the train station or is he just like depressed? And it turns out, I th- I think again, this is actually not totally clear, but it seems like there's a scene where Ellie explains that he fell into a depression after his wife died. Mm-hmm. And um, he, and then Ellie went out to do the job. Yeah. And she has continued to do that yeah. because we never see him doing the job at right. the depot we only see him watching old movies mm-hmm. um and just like sitting around the house
0: yeah and so like our sense of ellie is that she's like doing her dad's job going to school and then also has the, her side hustle of yeah so she's doing the one, like homework.
1: paying the she was like she needed to do other people's homework to pay the bills yeah and she's now a
0: senior so she's like applying to colleges and I think that's. I mean, just yeah. like all that stuff that we just said is so much more interesting than. I I don't know. It gives so much depth to that character. Yeah, um, but but that's like really sweet.
1: That's yeah. That's and that's the thing though too. The movie seems more interested in its more interesting aspects until it doesn't. I'm <laughs> just because sort of, like, like leaves them. Yeah, because like the, it, by the time Aster becomes more of a character in the movie, it's like it is too late in the movie to do this. Like she, you have not developed her as a character like you can't have her like be in the spotlight like this now and just kind of like dump a bunch of exposition Mm. (laughs) and character development so late in the game when you're like i'm sitting here being like okay but what about like i want to see more of her and paul i want to see more of her and her dad like yeah why is her what what is going on with her teacher why is (laughs) (laughs) the biggest question yeah i
0: i See that I I do agree with you. I think that I wonder if that's like Alice Wu, sticking to the template of the Cyrano de Bergerac story like yeah. too closely. When everything that she was writing with like Ellie and Paul and their friendship developing, like would have been much more interesting to see. Yeah, that that's off, like as opposed to doing the true like Cyrano Roxanne. Like,
1: yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of like. She started with an idea that this was going to be a Cyrano story and then realized she was more interested in telling a story about a straight white jock and a queer Asian girl becoming friends and wrote most of that movie until she was like, oh, wait, we're in the third act. And I knew that I wanted this to be a Cyrano movie. I'm going to do that (laughs) it's sort of like all these other conflicts and storylines
0: need to be wrapped up by this other plot device yeah and so we need to revisit that Mm -hmm. and i guess in that sense the ending doesn't totally pay off but
1: although the ending ending where uh, it was so it was so dumb but i was like as soon as she got on that train i'm like i'm gonna cry now uh (laughs) and i'm like Uh uh-huh because that's a good setup and payoff they watch a an old movie movie and have a conversation where ellie's uh it's like a guy running after a woman on a train and they mm-hmm. argue about what the woman on the train is feeling and paul um one th- it, it, and paul argues that like this is actually a sad moment and ellie's like this is stupid but then at the end <laughs> she, she realizes that it is a sad moment like yeah. starts
0: crying. sad but also like
1: melancholy yeah it's hopeful because she's yeah. she's going to she's going to college and one thing I liked about Paul too, and this is another thing where I feel like it doesn't totally pay off with its like ideas that it presents. I liked the idea that came up a couple times where it's like, just because you can't articulate something doesn't mean you don't feel something. Mm. And I felt like there were a couple moments where it was like, yeah, Paul is not super articulate, but he's very nice. And he has like a depth of feeling and just because he can't express himself the way Ellie can express Hit herself for uh-huh. him it doesn't mean he like doesn't feel that stuff yeah but it doesn't like pay off in any particular way right because if we're gonna like go back to
0: this cyrano thing spoilers that character dies in the book it's like he doesn't get a payoff and that's sort of the point mm-hmm. but she's made paul like three-dimensional so we need to go somewhere with him mm-hmm. um but i i think Another thing I liked about their interplay and where like I still would would argue that a lot of it does pay off for me with Ellie is that like it's not just Ellie helping Paul. like Paul helps Ellie so much. Mm-hmm. Like the scene where she goes to her first party and then gets drunk and he's like yeah. helping her it's like that's so that's so cute. Like he it, yes, it's like he's not just a hambo. He's also really sweet.
1: Isn't the whole thing with himbos that they're sweet? They're just like dumb and sweet. I think that's what a himbo was.
0: Thought a himbo was like dumb and dumb. Okay. And just like
1: We're gonna have to check like the, it. check the dictionary on that. Like a like the troll from Harry Potter. Just sort of like <laughs> bumbling. okay. I for some reason I thought himbos were like sweethearts, but they're just kinda of dumb. Oh, okay. The the scene before so there's just like the weird stuff in this movie kept like piling on for me a little bit and it wasn't like any particular thing except for the fact that it like having just watched saving face and how like good the payoff is with mm-hmm. all of the thematic and character threads in that movie. I was like, you're like losing it a little bit, but mm-hmm. there's also like some internal logic and tone issues that developed as the movie went on too. like, mm-hmm. so she goes to this party because she, first of all, is this a thing? There is a uh, there is a school wide talent show that's mandatory for seniors. Is that a <laughs> thing? Wild. Maybe it's a thing. I don't know. But like, I, I was willing at that point in the movie. I was like, okay, I'm willing to like suspend my disbelief that that's a thing, and it doesn't really matter. But so she Ellie suffers some like casual racism at the hands of her classmates, and her <laughs> classmates. She's going to perform a piano ballad at this talent show, but they sabotage her piano and so she gets up there and starts playing it doesn't work because I mess with the keys and so Paul gives her her guitar because she's been like writing her heart song and he's like sing your heart song and she does that and it's like this little minute and a half ditty And it's pretty, but then she gets like a standing ovation and everyone's like in love with her all of a sudden. I was like, okay, this is a fantasy sequence. Like there's going to be a hard cut because this is just like so tonally off with the rest of the movie. And then I was like sitting there and I was like, okay i guess no. this isn't a fantasy sequence no. and then oh, she goes cute. i i don't know it felt so off with the rest of the movie and that she like goes to the party and is like celebrated but then also that never comes up again <laughs> like she yeah. it's, it seems like she's gonna be popular but then the movie kind of forgets that she's popular all of a sudden and I don't, but i don't think it's about her being popular
0: like it's about her discovering that like there's, like, the performance that she can give that's very rehearsed and practiced, And it's, like, her, like, persona that she's putting out there. And then Paul helps her realize, like, oh, no, you can just do this and, like, just express yourself. And, yeah. like, she learns to do that and love that and be comfortable with that. And, they, like, I it, find it her to want to, yeah, like- I'm fine with
1: that. But the fact that these high school shitheads are then, like, we recognize that our classmate is, like, a deep person all of a sudden i just didn't buy that especially with the tone of the rest of the movie maybe you're just a sad person i don't don't know like this movie was more like perks of being a wallflower than she's the man (laughs) like on the the perks to she's the man spectrum it's more perks perks and so well yes and so like i i didn't buy that her like she she was such an outsider for the rest of the, the movie because of like her race and her sexuality and her intelligence. I didn't buy that, like, all of a sudden, just because she got up and sang her heart song, that the school was like, yeah, we love you now. I don't know, but what was the screenplay going to do? Like, she gets up. It. She, she, she just needed it. to realize that, like, Paul believed in her. That was the That was the core of the movie. Like, and that was what mattered. It didn't matter if the yeah. rest of the school believed in her. And it turns yeah. out it didn't, because then the movie forgets about it and then the movie i also thought it was did you feel like it should have been set up that the football team was really bad <laughs> now <laughs> like, i do <laughs> yeah it's like the it, it, paul all of a sudden becomes a hero of the school because it turns out that the team has never scored mm-hmm. in like just just years yeah and paul scores for the team and it's like then he becomes a school hero, but it was like, I was like, did we ever establish that the football team was really bad? Yeah. <laughs> he gets like a banner in the hallway. I, it, But it, looked, it just felt, it didn't felt, feel set up. Like it, it felt, or it felt like half set up, because it was set up that Paul, because he was, and I thought this was cute. It was like, in order to get Ellie's attention, who rides a bike home paul needed to run after her uh-huh. and so he became really good at running and that paid off in like his football career but that was set up why didn't yeah. they set up that this team was really bad
0: i don't know it just makes it you don't have to i don't know it doesn't have to be like all these perfect little i don't even think like they're like threads in this tapestry like they don't all have to be perfectly set up i'm fine for her that. to just like give her characters something nice it's like yeah but he, he wants that attention and he wants
1: that payoff so he he gets that because we like him it's fine yeah but it's like it's like a minute and a half part of the movie and then it never comes up again it's 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 like this movie is very distracted in a lot of places mm-hmm. and i guess i just wanted it to be more focused because it, like i wouldn't be frustrated with this movie as much if i didn't like a lot of parts of it mm-hmm. like if it was just a bad movie i'd be like yeah it's a bad movie whatever i don't want to talk too much about it right but like i loved the relationship between ellie and paul and yeah. the dynamic between her and her dad mm-hmm. and the way the movie sort of doesn't do like justice to the stuff it builds up with that mm. just frustrated me i guess is what i'm trying to express mm. because i wanted to like love everything about it because i loved s- certain parts of it
0: right i think also coming from saving face where it is so tight with those three yeah. central women and they do all have like a really yeah
1: closed story and i want alice Wu to keep making movies because i think she has a really distinct voice and i like her perspective and so just because i had some issues with the half of it does not mean i will not like watch whatever she comes out with next because i do no. really like her for sure i think it was interesting comparing
0: like there's similar themes and, and tropes and both like this idea of it's not really saving face in the half of it but it's sort of just like responsibility to family and like mm-hmm. the ownership of f- between a younger generation to an older generation mm-hmm. um like how that played out in flushing in like a chinese american community um versus in the half of it when she's like it's more modern we're in a different time
1: She's actively trying to go to, like, Grenell. Grin- she's planning on going to a local school instead of, like, a state school where she yeah. could probably... I, the movie says that, like, she would get out there and, like, develop more as a person or, like, get a better education. It's one of those, like, two-second scenes with her teacher that explains this. Right. Um, but she's planning on going to a local school so she can be with her dad. And it's not even, like, her dad has said that, like, I want you to stay close. It's just she, like, feels this sense of obligation to be near him Mm -hmm. and so the this it is similar to saving face in that respect where it's like these obligations and stuff like that are seen as sort of proxies i guess for love Mm -hmm. but it turns out that in both movies it turns out that being more open about what you want and like expressing who you are to the other person even if it is like not what they want Mm -hmm. is gonna forge like more meaningful bonds with people yeah
0: yeah, I, I, I agree. I like that. I also think, I think it's interesting that her um, sort of like the journey of the central women that they both go on in terms of like finding their self-acceptance, that both of these are women who are very concerned with giving to others mm-hmm. and give away so much of their own time and energy and like love that they don't give themselves space for any self-acceptance and self-love and that yeah. part of you know i wonder like how much of this is alice Wu writing
1: her own story and what she's gone through as, like as a child of immigrants yeah um, well it's interesting too because you see that not just with like the family stuff too it's like will is a doctor who is way too dedicated to her job right and ellie's like writing letters for people yeah and so it's not just this sense of family obligation it's the sense that like they have to sort of efface themselves Mm -hmm. off of having a social life or any needs or stuff like Mm -hmm. that and so the movies are about them like coming into a sense of letting themselves feel needs and like letting actual love into their lives Mm -hmm. and i don't know why this this just popped my head this is kind of a tangent i thought that do you have anything else to say about no, it? No, go for it. I also didn't like, it felt like the movie needed to get rid of Paul in order to have Aster come into the movie for a short period of time. And so they made him homophobic all of a sudden. It wasn't ever established that he. it, it was established that it was a religious community, but it wasn't established that he was going to be homophobic. And I never got the sense that he would. He seemed just kind of like a doofus who liked people. Right. So that's why it's kind of like
0: sad because my read on it is like, oh, you you're a doofus who likes people and you're just parroting
1: something that someone said. It wasn't set up though. but like, but it, I know, felt but like the- it felt like they needed to get rid of him for 20 minutes. And so it was like, okay, we're just going to have him be homophobic. That's fair. I just want better for this movie. <laughs> I,
0: it's, I I just don't like yeah. You know, my one quibble uh, to they sort of dated the script dated itself but with a, a a foursquare reference. Did you catch that? What was four, what's foursquare? There was like a like a blog thing. I do I just wrote down foursquare question mark and now I don't remember what the reference was. I don't remember that. It was like said something about like all the the kids are like posting on foursquare or something. It's like this is not like this is a missed reference. That is not what all the kids are looking mm, oh, at. Oh okay. like, this yeah. is not my space or i don't know what it gets on now tick the TikToks. tocks mm-hmm. um it's like Foursquare was like flash pan on it and then it was people were on it and then it was gone okay i don't remember that one okay it's not worth talking about that's my only quibble
1: in the whole movie okay apparently i'm just a hater yep we're gonna go to a break <laughs> and go to our mini series that's right um go watch both both yes definitely saving face 100 percent joan chen forever yes make her put her more stuff she's go, fantastic go watch less less caution last emperor last emperor go watch as much of twin peaks as you can i know <laughs> it gets a little wonky in the second season where she ends up in a doorknob but that's okay yeah or an end table knob that's actually the, the, fa- the fandom's knob. very specific about that but like I mean, it's not on a door <laughs> i'm glad you wrote that yeah. correctly then and okay. then yes go
0: watch the half of it it's on netflix it's it's very cute It goes down easy yeah i like it yes i just and like, again
1: i there's so much i liked about it that i was frustrated where it fell short yeah
0: and um alice Wu, wherever you're at please come back please yeah. do something next mm-hmm. yeah Let's except do don't it. don't do a marvel movie no don't do that don't get caught up in that no don't don't get chloe Zhao into doing like eternals four or whatever they're on by that point mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay thank you and um taika waititi yeah, now he's got another Thor coming out. Like, no, give us more. He like, he did make Jojo Rabbit. Though. I know, but do just do more Jojo Rabbit and do yeah what we do. Well,
1: that's a, Taika Waititi's for. done a, a good job. Where it's like he's he's clearly using Marvel to like that's make money call. and that's then go do call. stuff that he likes. That's what. That's the best you can hope for. All these people. <sighs> anyway, we're gonna go to break. <laughs> Jim Vararo's come back. Oh yeah, totally. I I take everything. I, I we we were too hard on Jim Vararo's. We were way too hard. We, we were we were way
0: too hard. I miss him. We didn't know what we had till it was gone. We're talking about eating out three all you all can, you can eat. <laughs> oh, this right. one was really bad. So this is the third in the the EOCU Eating Out Cinematic Universe and i i th- i feel like it is worse than the first maybe it's it's got better production quality cuz it doesn't have like yeah. single overhead light bulbs for every shot
1: mm-hmm. but it's bad it's it, i it's mean it's definitely bad. my hope that they would get progressively i mean i've seen this one i remember i i remember the second one the most i sat yeah, down to watch it the, the third, third one and i was like Okay, I've I've seen this one. I've definitely seen this one. Yeah. And, uh, but I didn't remember the quality of it at all. I was hoping we were on an upward trajectory. um, Seemed like We are not. No. This one was way worse than the second. Yeah, this was a real backslide. And it begins with (laughs) (laughs) the funeral of Mark and Kyle. Spoiler. Which, like, what did Jim Verrars and Brett Chuckerman do to the like producers because Listen, i i tried to
0: nancy drew my way to that one and yeah. i i couldn't get anything it seems like it they seems just killed off it
1: seems mean
0: yeah it it's spiteful because it's like you didn't sp- need to kill them off you could have
1: just written them off
0: and like not just saying that they're dead or they're gone but like describing specifically how they died which was which was <laughs> when kyle was giving it's kyle and mark right kyle and mark yeah kyle was Giving Mark head while they were driving, and then Celine Dion's tour bus tour bus comes at them in the wrong direction, and so what was it that like they both came? Oh, yeah, something like that. At the same time, like to heaven. Oh Oh,
1: my god! So anyway, the movie begins on a very mean spirited note. (laughs) To be fair, it opens again with a Tiffany sex yes. scene. Who now has top billing. <laughs> it's not yes, even any of does. that. So these are these are movies about like gay men hooking up, but <laughs> Tiffany is top billing now. Which well, rightly she so. She's a, she is again the best part of she, this movie. She is the
0: candle in the darkness for this movie. But yeah, this time she's fucking in a coffin at a funeral.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Kyle is dead. We've totally replaced him with uh Daniel Skelton, who is Kyle's mm. cousin who was introduced. It's just, he's so bad. He's not a good actor. He's not good. I, because at I mean, least- We didn't know, had, we, we didn't know what no, we- i so sad. <laughs> what
0: we had. Yeah, and then it was snatched away from us. Yeah, like there's, there's like no funny interplay between, what is his character's name? I just watched this movie and I It can't is remember. Casey. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. It is, I swear. There's like nothing funny happening between Casey and Tiffany. Yeah, and ju- he's like super so charismatic. Kyle
1: and Tiffany had good they had good chemistry.
0: Yeah, they had comedic timing. They had back and forth,
1: and then um, and then Gwen is not even is she's not even mentioned in this movie. No, like
0: she's gone. She's gone. I don't know. They didn't even here. write her out. They just she's been banished.
1: Yeah, it's weird that they didn't even mention her, seeing that they yeah. made a point of being like <laughs> Kyle and uh marker dead and never coming back right maybe, maybe they thought they could get gwen back eventually does she come back i have no idea i don't know maybe okay. we've got two more yeah but they still got mink stole
0: to give a eulogy at the beginning yeah which you know she's still
1: she's still mink stole and then uh she's good leslie jordan's in it it's always funny that is the other in. that is the other fun
0: part <laughs> not fun but it's just like nice to see leslie jordan yeah he didn't do much no he was just around being like campy and queeny and
1: yeah, so trying to give Casey's introduced into the into the EOCU and he is like forced into a friendship with Tiffany, even though they don't mm-hmm. really have that great chemistry. Oh, like I you know what? It's mostly just that da- Daniel Skelton is not much of an actor. I was, yeah, movie. I was gonna like say, he, but
0: she just like does comedy circles
1: around him. Yeah, she really does. And so he Casey they they go to I forget why, but they end up at a gay, um, like, youth center or, like, a community yeah, center. Community it's, called center. The, it's called the Larry Craig LGBT uh-huh. Community Center, which it's, is, I guess that's a joke. It's some, <laughs> some more of that highbrow humor. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Larry Cl- Craig was, like, just in the news while this person was writing the screenplay. It's another, it's, it, QL Bracca had yep. wrote the screenplay with some other people and then who, who directed it glenn gaylord directed this movie which i'm sure he he must have gotten the job for his name because he didn't get the job for his directing abilities. oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah um and so they go to the community center and casey meets chris salvatore chris salvatore who Oof. is what, what's, his, what's his name
0: i i tell you these names
1: do not stick oh Uh, Zach, I think it's Zach. It's Zach. So he meets Zach, who is in a relationship with, like, the head of the gay top mafia. And (laughs) uh, Casey is like, meh, I'm ugly. I can never get with this guy. And then Casey catfishes him. And that's the plot. Which, you know, strangely apropos that we're
0: doing this one at the same time that we're talking about the half of it. That's true. This is another modern take on Cyrano. Yeah, Tiffany is helping Casey talk to Zach. Yeah, yes. (laughs) Who I'm pulling up IMDb so we don't make this mistake in here.
1: Yeah. Who, like, breaks up with his boyfriend right away. Right. But then there's, like, this convoluted thing where Tiffany's ex yes well because they catfish with i feel like her should...
0: ex's photos i feel like we're getting stupider talking about yep. the this movie. and her her ex is <laughs> named ryan and he's just some hot guy yeah and he, he they take his pictures off of some site and put it on another site uh-huh. also what are they chatting on where in the internet are know. they it's not aim it's not like grinder wasn't around yet wait 2009 so grinder was around Yeah, what are they on? They're in some, like, weird chat room. Anyway, he, like, posts pictures of Ryan. It kind of looks like, it looks like Craigslist a little bit, but not really. I guess, yeah, but Craigslist didn't have chat. I would know. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Um, and then Chris Salvatore, sorry,
1: Zach falls in love. Chris Salvatore, I, oh my god. I, I read that he went to, like, the New York Conservatory for Dramatic Arts. Did he get kicked out? I, I think they met, I think his Wikipedia page was wrong. I think they meant to say the what is it? The Royal Tampa Academy for Dramatic Tricks. I think that is where he went. <laughs>
0: oh, that's so mean. We can't we can't tag him in this post. Uh, but like uh, he's it's he's maybe, so maybe
1: his acting improves in the subsequent movies. It's not good in this movie. <laughs> oh, he's in the next ones.
0: Oh, damn! That's right. They're all in the next ones. Yeah, I looked this up. Casey and Zach oh, are going to be back. Fuck okay well he's so boring and like he, he's not even a himbo like he's just bland mm-hmm. like he's just a pretty guy yeah and
1: that's has, his character that's his character that's literally his personality yeah and he likes Ro- i mean this it's just like an arbitrary thing that casey and zach both like to make them seem deep they both like roman holiday which like pick something better
0: and then he does that like little tour of rome yeah like you like, sick if i walked into <laughs> someone's kitchen and i saw this fucking mess yeah and you were trying to impress me i'd stay because he has mine <laughs> but I'd, I'd leave we After would not we would not be kissing okay yeah. yeah yeah oh god he smashed a hole in his wall to do that little um whatever what's it what's it called the, in, in rome and in roman haunt the mouth we'll of truth out. is that what it is it's yeah, yeah it's something
1: yeah, like that yeah
0: ah oh, jesus um all right so let's go through some of the bingo things okay um hairless muscle dudes here we go all white hairless muscle dudes but yep, now we have now we have one muscle dude with some body hair which you can't see depending on the lighting in this right that's <laughs> right and also one twinkie muscly dude so one little twunk i would say daniel skelton is twunky or he's twinky yeah but he actually like takes his clothes off jim Ferraris never took his clothes off
1: that's true yeah um we have two penises we have two penises same as the last movie mm-hmm. the clothes are better in this movie actually i will say that they they mostly just wear monochromatic t-shirts which is like a huge improvement over the that's previous right. movie so that's right That's good.
0: And they had some cute underwear, actually. That's also true, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's about it. Um, There was was a really weird thing where Tiffany now works in like... Oh, wait. No, I've got some more bingo things. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. we're going to have to add this, a song, a credit song (gasps) by one of the lead actors, because the the over-the-credits is played it's you the lala song by chris salvatore oh no so i can't stop my head from spinning we're on our way to a new beginning like a kid on a bed i can jump another tradition that we're going to, have so to follow up on we have instead of a we don't have a gwen directed hookup because she has fallen oh. off the face of the earth right she went back to her home planet right uh but we do have a like third person directed hookup because ryan ends up directing a hookup between casey and zach he does he direct it i mean he's part of it they suck him off together yeah but he's
0: the one who like I, yeah, I, he's I, orchestrating I, it
1: yeah are you gonna split hairs with me on this <laughs>
0: no i thought you were going to talk about tiffany being like standing outside the window trying to uh like keep ryan interested while two guys are going down on him
1: yeah um we've also got everyone pairs off except mink stole so we'll see if that (laughs) we'll see if that 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 same as the last movie even leslie jordan Uh, is like there's like a a two second shot where he ends up for some reason someone and we also have a straight person pretending to be gay Yes, that's true. Yeah, were you even um, paying attention to this movie?
0: <laughs> yes, because I wrote down the my favorite joke was by Tiffany. Was um, oh, it the same one? Wait, where, where same same one. she's um, talking about? Wait, wait, wait! I don't remember the context. She's talking to Ryan towards the end of the movie, oh, okay. and she like looks and goes, "Yeah, there's a lot people don't know about me," and then she like looks off to the side and just sits in silence for a few seconds and then goes back and talks to ryan again it's like that's like 30 rock that's like she she she's that's
1: tina fey yeah there were a couple of moments in this movie where she did have some like i i I can't think of that off the top of my head there were like a couple she just has good delivery Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i liked when she and casey first met zach in the gay top mafia um casey was like oh he'll never break up with his boyfriend and uh, tiffany's like he's just ass pussy whipped <laughs> <laughs> jesus
0: i'm surprised they didn't just go for the lower hanging fruit which is just saying he's pussy whipped i
1: don't think that was a word in that hadn't that, been coined think, yet i only started hearing that word a couple years ago mm. so that might not even tiffany a pioneer she's a pioneer that's right um
0: I, I also liked when she said dumber than a flock of palins
1: yeah again again it this, well, topical yeah ripped topical lines <laughs> Also, speaking of ahead-of-their-time jokes, did you catch the Kevin Spacey gay joke? No. Yeah. yeah. So What? Where? Where slash when? My only note is Kevin Spacey gay joke, oh, but it sure. was okay. it happened. Okay, I'm, I'll go back and... Yeah.
0: I, wait. No, I'm not going to go back and watch no. it go. I'll just take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I
1: think it was only... I think the joke was that he was gay and not that he was like a child molester, so it wasn't... So like, it was like funny then,
0: but not funny now.
1: Yeah, well, I, but I wonder, like, I don't think it was common knowledge that he liked men at the time, and so... People have been making jokes
0: about Kevin Spacey being gay since, like, American Beauty. So. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Which, like, makes sense. Yeah. From that movie. Okay, then, again, ripped yeah. from the headlines. <laughs> yeah, ripped straight from the headlines. Um, something that lost this movie two stars for me was the, all of the, like, broken Vietnamese that... Oh. was speaking in the nail salon like all of the interactions that they had with that those was women. It's like,
1: why is this a thing? but also it's like what do you expect from these movies i don't i don't know i don't like i i like the the logical part of me was like oh god this is awful like why do i have to sit through this and the but the other part of me was like what did i what what did i expect did i expect this to did i expect this to have like a nuanced view of race (laughs) right it literally started with
0: like fucking in a coffin Mm -hmm. so that's where the bar was set.
1: yeah so we took a bit of a dip in quality i didn't like (laughs) i like i genuinely laughed in the second one yes multiple times multiple times i thought that there was like a higher than I would expect quotient of decent performances. And this one just was, it, yeah. it, it was, it was backside. I didn't, I laughed like two or three times. Mm-hmm. I think it was all Tiffany. Like she, yeah, she just, got all the laughs. Oh, Kumbaya. Oh, that was funny. That was good. She thought that Kumbaya was pronounced Kumbaya. And so she sang that at the funeral. Fantastic. Um, yeah, it's all, it was all Tiffany. It's all, t- yeah, it was, it was just all Tiffany. Even Mixed Old didn't get like a... Mm-mm. She, the the writing really let her down this okay. time. I do remember finding this
0: sex scene like the the three way between them just like extremely titillating the first back time the the day. I, yeah, back in the day.
1: I think I remember thinking Chris Salvatore was like i'm I, but like maybe he is really attractive. yeah, it's just I can't I, it's just I can't like currently dissociate it from the movie. I <laughs> think he, he is Zach. Yeah, like this movie is so ugly. oh <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's sad. Well, as as an apology, we'll um, promote Chris Salvatore's OnlyFans.
1: Oh, he's on OnlyFans now?
0: Oh, I just, I assumed. Oh, okay. Anyway, I'm, uh, I know we, we ended last week on the miniseries, like, a little bit optimistic. I'm, yeah, more than a little optimistic, I'd say. I was like, I, I was like, running you, high on. You're on record too. saying yeah. is this is the best movie I've <laughs> ever seen <laughs> all right and so uh that's three out of five okay so let's uh close out the mini series and then we'll uh wrap up the show yeah That was some Alice Wu. Alice Wu movies have everything.
1: Yeah. Uh, lesbians, lesbians. (laughs) damn (laughs) it. They've got stinky tofu, which Will is, Will is right. That is never, have you ever smelled that? Yeah, it's never gonna get that. I mean, it's, it's actually pretty tasty, um, but it's a, she's never gonna get that smell out of her part. Like salmon. It does not smell like salmon, it's bacon. You're describing things that smell good.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm just hungry. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's got stinky tofu. It's got women that uh, do too much for others and not enough for themselves. Yeah, it's got
1: ballerinas. Um, it's, ballerinas got yep. uh, it's got Joan Chen. It's got the Twin Peaks multiverse. Yep. Uh, it's got an old man doing Tai Chi on a basketball court. Mm-hmm. Letters, love letters. Yeah. Unrequited love. Unrequited love. We didn't talk about this really when we were talking about Saving Face. I did like all of the twists at the end of that wedding scene. It's got a lot of twists. With it, with a yeah, lot of, that was fun. With a lot of fun like gasps. I found That's that funny fun. where like every yeah. time there was a twist the audience is like <gasps> You <laughs> could just divorce me! Yeah, this person is overgassed. <laughs> old man eating too much
0: cabbage and it gives him gas. Or mm-hmm. everything that he eats would give him gas. Yeah, so
1: it's it was- got old movies which are probably cheaper to license than newer movies i assume that's why mm. in a lot mm-hmm. of media people watch a lot more older tv than they would in normal life <laughs>
0: true saving face also had like when she was in the video store she was like she, she looked at the last emperor which i thought was kind of that's kind of cute yeah that's in not like break your brain <laughs> no because that's not part of the cinematic
1: universe is it the twin
0: peaks universe? it might be i mean every- oh shit. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah it's all just a dream that uh Jo- that josie packard is happening that's my theory we need to stop making cinematic universe jokes
0: um it's got that's all i have <laughs> okay it, these are great these are great movies yeah
1: go watch both go watch saving the face a couple times it really, yeah I, I, I want i'm gonna go watch that again yeah um so yeah that's our episode uh we will be back in two weeks talk about our next movie uh find us on twitter and instagram at cinema very gay and, and Letterboxd. yeah we also have a letterbox account cinema very gay we're getting some get some traction on there so come give us more traction and yeah yeah see you soon and jim verraros
0: we love you yeah
1: bye Sorry. Bye. <laughs>